everyone, it's Lou Rosenfeld. It's April 21st, 2016, and welcome to the Rosenfeld Review. I am talking today with my old pal, Casey Tice. Hey, Casey, how are you? Doing good, Lou. Casey and I uh, go back a few years. He brought me into work uh, in an interesting gig helping out uh, his group at PayPal. But these days, Casey is the VP for Experience Design at Rackspace. And uh, we are collaborating in a new way uh, last year and this year on the Enterprise UX conference. Casey is something of the godfather of the conference. Rackspace uh, is the host uh, this year and was last year and really was instrumental in making it happen. Uh, and uh, if you're interested in Enterprise UX, which is a, you know, I'm biased, but it is a really unique program and a unique conference. It's coming up June 8th through 10th in San Antonio held at the incredible uh, Rackspace uh, headquarters, which uh, is cool because it used to be an abandoned 80s mall, and now it's a corporate headquarters. Uh, we've loved being there, and uh, uh, I'm sure those of you who make it to the conference will feel the same way. But let's talk um, about not the conference so much as um, a topic that I think, Casey, you have a lot of interesting things to say about, and that's leadership. Now, a lot of people in the field these days are talking about leadership. Uh, a lot of us are being pulled more and more into roles that um, maybe initially seem like management roles, but very quickly we find that it's more than just keeping the ship running. It's actually inspiring and changing how people and organizations work and uh, having the vision to do so. And that's really what leadership is about. But, uh, and this is where I think Casey has something really great to offer. A lot of us don't really know how to be leaders. It's not necessarily something that uh, comes natural. And even if it does, it's not something we've built the muscles for yet. We don't necessarily get opportunities to study it, to learn how to be leaders in uh, our, our academic training. Uh, and yet, suddenly, we're pushed to be leaders. And... You know, Casey, you're someone who I see is really an authentic person. Uh, you're someone who is really true to yourself, and yet you're a leader. How do we get to be authentic leaders? I'll let you answer that question, but you know, there's more to it because I think it's it's not so easy. So why don't I let you take a first crack at it? Yeah, well, well, first off, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. And uh, I would have to say that I, I, I do find myself trying to be very authentic and not just trying to be, but just being myself. I've tried to optimize on uh, places and, and that actually were a good fit for me and my value system and companies that I could go to. And by being myself, I actually flourished. And so the first order of business is a lot of times ensuring that you're at a place and that the people that are part of the company are a good fit and that being yourself is valued and that and I've been very fortunate in my career to have opportunities to do that at PayPal and and now at Rackspace and and their value system was one that talked about full disclosure and transparency and I'm a very candid individual and and when I found a value system at Rackspace that actually encouraged the things that I encourage it was just a, a really good fit in that regard but you know being authentic uh, it's not a game it's really trying to to understand what people are trying to do and what their value systems are and then respecting that at the same time ensuring that people respect the things that I care about and, and a lot of times what I try to do when I'm in and I've been an executive now for 
little over a, a decade, and it uh, it means that when I start to interview people or, or the people that are going to be part of my team that I inherit, um, we're very very right off the bat. Actually, we we start to have those conversations and get to know each other on that front, and you know, it's a kind of a an interesting situation as a leader that you have to balance because a lot of times you're asked to make decisions or be involved in uh, in discussions that are taking place that potentially could cause people to feel very uncomfortable. I found that the best way for me to do that is to um, just have some rules of engagement in, in situations where I am authentic and I'm asked to kind of have some information that I can't share with everybody and I'm asked directly about particular things. I'll just be authentic in terms of saying, you know, I'm, I, I made some obligations in terms of uh, that information, and I'm not privy to be able to share that with you right now. And I'm, but know that I have the best interest at heart. And most everyone that um, has relationships with me, they they realize that I do, and there's a certain amount of trust there. And I think that when it comes to authenticity, trust is also a key part of that. And once you are authentic, people begin to trust you. And I found that that to be probably the most important element is that when there's that trust, they realize that the decisions that you make as the leader are ones that are going to incorporate the things that are important to them, if they, if you can, and that you would be forthright if you're not able to do that. And so I've just found in my, in my career, um, when I've done that, it just makes life a lot easier. And it makes life a lot easier when you get into the situations that aren't all milk and honey. And that's really where I think it comes down to is in those situations where you're you're asked to make some tough calls and you've been authentic and you do that the people that um, are affected by that and usually it's it's everyone there they understand and they know that the thought process that you went through is one that was um was sincere so for me that's that's been a big part of the uh of the journey that i've been on and I've been lucky in my life to have been in leadership positions a lot of the time, um, starting way back when I was uh, just out of high school and I was managing a, a, a store. And I didn't actually do that. I kind of had this, you know, I was young and I had this chip on my shoulder that I'm like the guy. And, and there were a few situations that I had with some of the people that were part of the staff and it just didn't work out. They, they basically turned against me because I was playing this authoritarian role and, and they, um, they just left. And I realized early, I was like, uh, that's me playing this role of being this boss and not being myself. And when I started to change and I learned from that, everything got a lot better. And I think that was one of the contributing factors to me you know, growing and, and, and becoming a, you know, a leader from an early age. Well, that's something I want to zero in on a bit, this playing the role of a, you know, a, maybe a, a tough guy boss mm -hmm. and not being true to you. You know, I mean, that's kind of what a lot of us have coming out of, out of adolescence is, all right, well, mm -hmm. who am I going to be? Well, who should I model myself after? And I think there's something similar for people finding themselves in leadership roles. So, um, well, I'm being asked to be a leader. You know, I, I don't know how to do that. Do I do I model myself after uh, my favorite leader? Is it uh, Colin Powell or or Sheryl Sandberg or or someone else? How do you kind of short circuit that uh, kind of somewhat mistaken process of trying to be someone else to model yourself after someone else rather than to just head straight to what you learn the hard way, which is to be yourself as a leader. Mm -hmm. 
you know, for me personally, I am constantly listening to um, to audible books, reading books on leadership, um, watching speeches on TED, um, and I I think what I found to be useful in that regard is uh, there's lots of people that have things to offer, and there's no reason that you can't actually learn from them, but you have to get to the essence of what it is that they're trying to say, internalize that, and understand how that will affect the way that you um, you operate within your value system. It's not that you can't be an actor trying to play the role. It has to be part of who you are. And you can be influenced by others, but it's not that you can just mimic others, if that makes sense, because that's the thing I think that's really the, the key there. And even if people are, um, and, and I've been around leaders that are very stern and very pragmatic and logical and um, you know they're not they're not people that you would necessarily say hey I want to go have a beer with that person but I have tremendous respect for them because they were actually being um, authentic in that's who they are and you have to you know when I got when I was saying earlier about respect you have to respect that as well because there's a lot of different people out there and it's it's and you have to respect those personal styles and everybody that's on this listening to this podcast they have their own styles and part of it is is just being yourself in regards to um, the values that you have and being forthright in that. You know, I, I realize that with myself, I'm you know I'm pretty compassionate, and I, you know, I, I love to uh, to actually get people excited and motivated by things. But there are times when when that necessarily may not be the uh, the appropriate thing to do, and I, I try to back off a little bit or have others on my staff, the other leaders on my staff, step up and own those parts that I not, might not be as good at. And I think that's also part of it as well, is you have to realize as a leader that you have to leverage others and their strengths and know what those are and not always be the person that has to be, you know, at the front. So, Casey, there, you know, there's a couple interesting points there. I mean, you, you, you've talked a lot about your inherent values as a person as, as shaping your approach to leadership. Uh, and I'm sure other people around you, maybe starting when you, as you said, were right out of high school and you were put in, in, a, in essentially a leadership role, at that store, the other people put you in that position because they must have noted that you had that potential, and it's not just because you're insanely tall. Although I'm sure that has something <laughs> to do with it. A lot of us are are in that boat, and we're put in leadership roles, and we're wondering what the heck? Why are we there? Why are we leaders? Why, you know, that wasn't who I thought I was. I'm not like. Colin Powell, or you know, fill in the the name of your of someone you think of as as a, a definition of a leader. So, how do you know when your leadership material without having necessarily been a leader before? That is a great question, and for me personally, and I'll just talk a little bit about the people that I saw um, that were individual contributors and in some of the roles that I've had, and I identified that they had those leadership traits. And part of that is is uh, when people get into a, a room. Others listen to them, and they naturally gravitate towards listening to what that that individual has to to offer. When there are uh, people that don't actually have agreements, or you're trying to collaborate, and there's misalignment, I found that leaders um, are typically pretty good at being able to get everybody to a place to where there's a level playing field about having a discussion, and not, you know, I, I frame it as everybody starts to sit on the same side of the table instead of across from each other at the table, and. And for me personally, I've, uh, you know, I, I think that I inherently had elements of that that was just kind of my personality and that worked well. But I've also seen individuals that I had that 
um, were not necessarily individuals that you would have picked out and said, oh, that's a leader. But um, through time, they've become incredibly good leaders. In fact, um, when I left PayPal, a few of the people that were part of that team have ascended to assume a lot of the responsibilities that I had. And initially, I don't think individuals uh, felt that, you know, the company felt that they were the appropriate people, but they were, and they actually grew into that. So I, you know, I, I would just say this too. Uh, one of the things that I'm noticing in our profession, uh, you know, experienced professional profession, is that the the world is really beginning to understand how important it is for great experiences and great design. And we're a lot of us are being asked to assume these these leadership roles just because people are beginning to really value it. That's a tremendous opportunity for everybody to actually start to assume. And I think the way that you, you, you can do that if you are being put into one of those positions or you've just been in a company a long time and you're asked to do it is, you know, start, start by just really stepping back and thinking about the things that are important to you and the things that are important to you that the company is valuing that you can actually start to, um, you know, ride that rail. Hopefully that makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, I always go back to being the source and that, um, you know, I, I own my own results. And that, I think, is an important thing for people to understand that if you start to do that, um, you are a leader and people will, will, will gravitate towards that. Let, let me ask you uh, uh, the other side of the question, which is, uh, is there any signs that you are not leadership material? That's a great question as well. In, in the journeys that I've had in my career, there have been people that have been I've put into uh, positions of management and leadership that gave it a try and then decided that that really wasn't for them. And I think the one thing that um, a lot of people that were in that situation, not a lot, but the ones that decided to go back to being designers and not potentially leaders were, uh, they started to see that they didn't like to deal with the complexities of the relationship that they now were responsible for helping to make sure that they worked. And I think that's one area to look at is that when you start to get into leadership roles, a lot of it comes down to trying to create harmony and being responsible for helping to create harmony. And not everybody wants to actually have that burden. And I respect that too. It's like, well, that's fine. Um, I'd rather just play a role of doing good work and, and then being able to kind of be in the background a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, you know, a lot of companies these days, you have opportunities to grow on a management path and you also have opportunities to grow as an individual contributor. And I would say for people that are in companies that don't have that and they're, they see in their careers that they're going to need to be on a management path to actually uh, move up and to continue to have a, a pretty solid career, but that may not be a good fit. And honestly, stepping back and looking at it, um, I'm reminded by, uh, you know, I saw Edward Tufte speak a, a few times. And one of the times when he was doing the Q&A after it, there was an individual that was really challenging him a lot of the things that he was bringing up and just talk, talking about the dynamics of the company that he was at and how he couldn't do the things that Edward Tufte was asking him to do. And he just looked right at him and he said, well, then, find another job. And I thought that was so, it was like, yeah, it's like you really do have to optimize in terms of finding something that, that suits you in an environment that, that you actually feel good in. And if that's the way that it is, then find a company that allows you to be an individual contributor um, and that there's a solid career path there. So hopefully that gives you some of the understanding. I, I think that you can do it, you can have your cake and eat it too. And, and But I would say, to most people, given the opportunity, give it a shot. 
And it may be, you know, from an iterative lean approach, when you talk to the person that's asking you to assume that, that you want to give it a try and that there's an understanding that, that we're going to run this experiment, this hypothesis that I can do this. And it may not work. And that's actually learning. And that means that you can then do the things that you're actually good at. But don't, I, would, I, I really do encourage people to, to try things and to try to grow in that regard because you'd be surprised. There's a lot of great leaders out there that may not think that they're great leaders. Well, one thing I'm taking away from this, Casey, is that um, you know the individual contributor track versus the leadership track uh, may be counterintuitive, but as a leader, you have to be comfortable with having less control and the, you know, acknowledging that life and the world and certainly your organization is full of complexity and, and that you have to kind of have a certain level of comfort and acceptance of that. I'm almost getting the sense that from your perspective, leadership is responsibility without authority or maybe successful leadership is. And maybe that's an important distinction for a lot of people to make as they consider this as a track. Would you agree with that? I mean, for me personally, a lot of it is really serving the people that are under me. And that includes all of the ICs, and that includes even the associate members of our organization. Because I view my role as really helping to kind of raise all the ships in my organization. And a lot of times that's allowing people the opportunity to, to venture out and to, to make decisions on their own. And, you know, the old adage, you learn more from your mistakes than you do your successes, I, I found to be very, very true. As long as you're learning and you learn from the mistake that you made, and you, you, you don't make the same mistake twice if you can help it. And so that's a thing that I, uh, I give people those opportunities to do that. And then when they learn and they have a mistake and it's not like they're beat up about that, but we have conversations about what the learnings were. Again, that gets back to that authenticity and that trust, and I, it empowers people. And so a lot of that is not being in there, just making the calls and feeling that I'm the guy that has to make the calls, allowing them to make the calls. And sometimes in my career, I've done that, and it's been there's been some pretty um, serious implications because of that construct. And you know that's the situation to where the heat may come down, and a lot of that, at that point, I step in front of and say, those are my decisions that I allow that to happen, and I'm going to be the person that you need to hold accountable for that. And I, again, that's part of the job of being a leader. That's the less than fun part, but it's also the part that when you do those sorts of things, it, it permeates the organization that you tr you are being truthful, and you are having people's backs, and you are being a servant to them. And I think that's a that's an important aspect. And I think that's a really good uh, place to kind of wrap it up. Uh, the the idea that a servant leader is, first of all, new to many of us, uh, but especially germane in the complexity uh, that is our space of user experience design, and even more so in the enterprise environment. You know I was going to put one more mention of enterprise in because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I will see you next at the Enterprise UX conference. I'm looking forward I'm to seeing excited. you there in San Antonio in June. Uh, those of you who are interested, uh, a lot of what Casey's talking about uh, are among the issues we're going to be covering. Uh, the conference is not a, another place to learn how to do responsive design. It's a place to get into these deeper issues. Mm -hmm. So enterpriseux.net. And um, Casey, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on leadership with us. Thank you, Lou. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me be part of it.